0: Welcome back to Warsaw Fan TV. The joy and the pain. The balance has changed. The joy
2: is definitely returning. And uh, it's fan chat time. And uh, we've got the boys. The boys are here. We've got uh, Phil. Hi, Phil. Hi, mate. Happy New um, Year. We've got Darren. We're good. got Darren, got Lee, got Jack. Yeah. And I think yeah. uh, Daz is uh, joining us as well. He's going to be with us, I'm sure. So... How about that? Do you remember the last fan chat? We were all down on Matt Sadler. And we we're all worried. Worried, worried, worried we were. Is he gonna is he gonna last his job? So um he's certainly turned it round, does not he? Um, so uh what's what's happened? Was it the um was it the visit of Ben Boycott reminding him the way we should be playing? Um, or oh, what is it? I want you each to uh, pick one player that you think has made the difference for us. Um, first of all, and you can you can't pick the same player. <laughs> and first of all, I'm going to go to Jack. Um, well, I think what's changed mostly
3: is, uh, well, Varkasen's comeback. The priest? That, yes. Being able to go back to five at the back, which is what he wanted to start the season with, it's what we went through pre-season with. Uh, it's just helped us massively. And he's an absolute beast in defence. He's like Manny Month, but the Manny Month we always wanted.
2: <laughs> I I spoke to um, the priest um after the um after the Wrexham game. And normally I'm sort of full of words, as you might guess. But um I just said, "You're immense." (laughs) That was that was all I could say to him. I just must have repeated this about four times. He's the size of a house, and he is absolutely immense. And we go next to Phil.
1: Well, Farcuson would have been my choice um, first. Firstly, so uh, with Jack on that. Um, but a player a player who's, who's only come in for the last couple of games who I think has made a massive difference is Jack Earing. Um, I think the the balance of him, Comley and Hutchinson in midfield, I'd say that's arguably, arguably been our best combination of the season. Um, and finally, we've got Jack Earing playing as an attacking midfielder and not as a CDM, which I think is absolutely his his best position. And I think considering how long he's been out for with a pretty serious knee injury, to come back in and play the way he's played in the last couple of games i think he's been outstanding
2: yeah i think um it's it's very clear the hutch works much better having another attacking minded player alongside him um we remember last season playing comley and kinsella didn't we and we got too many defensive minded players and uh, jack earing obviously is full of running we have got to manage his minutes um but uh we'll see right then next one we go to darren Ooh.
0: who's your, who's your well, they, player? They,
4: they would have been the two um <laughs> i, I I'll, I'll give you one i i think jackson smith and he has the odd you know um comical moment but what i really like is how quickly he pings it out like with either foot i didn't realize he was two-footed and he gets it and it goes really quickly we're not like waiting around. It's more of this front foot football. So I think he's been brilliant, personally. I know he's young and he's going to have the odd mistake. I mean, Daniels has a mistake weekly at the moment, it seems, but I think he's brilliant anyway. But just saying, um, you know, you can be captain and still make mistakes. But I think his distribution has been brilliant. and He's made key saves at uh, key times as well. So if, absolutely, I would have picked Deering and Farquharson, um, but yeah, Jackson Smith. <laughs>
2: Um, I just want to say about Jackson Smith if Owen Evans hadn't got injured, he wouldn't have got his chance, yeah. And I, th- I think and, um, sometimes, of- sometimes, as a manager, you need that bit of luck, and I think that's been a lucky moment for Matt yeah, I think the
4: stars have aligned a little bit with that, um, and other things which I'm sure we'll discuss later, but um,
2: uh, equally, Jackson Smith. <laughs> In in defence of Owen Evans, Jackson Smith has now got a very good few players in front of him, with the Priest and uh, Daniels and uh, cagbo, Dave, doing very good. Right then, biggest challenge for Lee, because we're sort of going through a few, um, as your player. Um,
5: I'm going to pick Brandon Connolly. For the simple fact, I think the role he plays is probably more important than what people really giving credit for because what i've noticed over the last few games especially is the way that he can drop in and be like then the other center back alongside daniels and that allows oh sorry alongside Priestley, which then allows daniels to come forward and support gordon and then also it helps dave to get forward and help uh Knowles on the right and obviously before McKenzie got injured he was doing that so i think that sort of Typical role that Conley does, where he he, he can drop back into the centre back line and cover for Daniels or for McKenzie or um, Priestley or any of them. Really, he, he just shows you that there's a bit of uh, fluidity in that, and also he can still get onto the ball and, and he still can get forward himself. But I think he's really played that role really well, especially over the last sort of three or four games, and I think he's just showed how good he really is.
2: Um, I'd 100% agree with that. Um, Brandon Comley, being a little bit older, because we have a very young side, and having that little bit of experience in there, his composure on the ball is massive at key moments. Um, if I was to pick a player, I know you've sort of uh, you guys have sort of had a ball, really, <laughs> but Isaac Hutchinson. Um, he the Gillingham match. He scored the hat trick against Gillingham, and we thought, bam, what a player here. Um, and then he sort of went off it. I don't know whether it was a knock or uh, whether he's got his head turned or anything like that. But with the other guys that have come back in, with Comley, with Jack Earing, he's alive again. He's got options. The big criticism of Isaac Hutchinson. Is he gets on the ball and then he turns into trouble, he wanders all over the place and doesn't really make any incisive passes. And uh with Jack Earing in the team, um he's got somebody to play with, hasn't he? And um we can't forget Freddie Draper. The balls into Freddie Draper, particularly um the second goal, um the ball into Freddie Draper, and then he knocked that on for in fact that wasn't Freddie was that Freddie Draper that one? I think it was, wasn't it? Yeah. That was before he went off, wasn't he? Um, so it's all good. It's all good. Um, Freddie Draper, are we gonna see him again?
3: Hopefully.
1: Um, it doesn't sound like it from what's coming out of Lincoln at the moment. Um, again, I'm 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 not sure. Um uh, I don't think any of us are can say for certain, but certainly listening to the noises that were coming out of the Lincoln manager yesterday and the game before. Um, it sounds like they've got a few injury problems with strikers. And I think that there, there was a talking about another deal for a potential striker, which seems to have hit the rocks. So um, hopefully we will keep him. But um, I'm not holding my breath. I, I think we I think we may have seen the last of him.
2: Yeah, I think as far as a lone player, I think there's only one lone player I can think of in recent times that's done better than him. And that was uh, Danny Johnson last season. Danny Johnson, fifteen goals last season. I think we can't forget how, what a major impact he had on the team. Um, so a question to um, question to Lee: Have the bridges been burnt with DJ, or do you think it's uh, getting that goal? Um, if he gets to start at Southampton, is it could he? Uh, could it all come good again for Danny Johnson?
5: I mean. Again, we don't get to see what's happening behind closed doors, Simon, or what's happening in training day-to-day. All we get to see is what's at the games. And you can see some some of the games where he's been an unused sub. He's been unhappy, which people can read more into it than what may be going on. But obviously, if you're a striker, I think most strikers are quite sort of Selfish in a way, they want to be on. They want to be scoring the goals, don't they? That's the nature of being being a striker. So if you're a if you're a striker and you're sitting on the sidelines and you're watching, you're chomping at the bit to get on, aren't you? As you sort of as soon as you know the manager's going to be making a, a change, you want to be that change. Or if you're not starting, to come on. And I think that's where some of the frustrations probably come out of. Again, I was at Grims, I was at Grimsby yesterday, and when he came on, you wouldn't. He wasn't sulking, he wasn't, none of his body language was like that. He was involved in the game. He was giving it absolutely 100% yeah. and he was getting involved and obviously he, ma- he made his uh, assist for Earing and then he scored the goal himself at the end of the game and you could see all the other players were around him and they were all happy. So it's it's one of them, isn't it? It's like when you, when he's not in the team, he's not being used. I can understand he's probably frustrated. He's he's one of the older members of the team, one of the older members of the squad, he probably wants to be playing all the time. But every time I've seen him come on, and especially yesterday, he absolutely gives it 100%. So whether it's something where I think we've said this before, me and you, Simon, where maybe with Matt Sagler he wants everybody to be pressing and to be running for the full 90 minutes and the high energy. and And maybe DJ's not quite that sort of player that can do that for the for, but what he can do is he can score your goals, he can assist in goals, and he, he, he plays that way. So mm-hmm. I think it's something perhaps him and Sadler may have to sort of come to some sort of an agreement where he'll he'll do his best DJ and he'll run his heart out for us and he'll give 100%, but he's not going to be like a Freddie Draper or a DJT where he can run and run and run because that's not his game. But his game is, as you saw yet, yesterday, score a goal and assist.
2: Well, I think I want to come to Darren for, in a second because um, I know it's he, psychology elements and that sort of thing. But, I mean, for me, the team ethic. Now, DJ, without a doubt, he's going to be majorly fed up with what's happened for him at Warsaw. As Lee's as just said, he's a striker who's not playing. He's a proven goal scorer who's not been given minutes. Um, we've even seen that come out today. He's 50th. 50th game and 20 goals, like that proves his pedigree and how he hasn't been playing is a mystery, really. But um, for him to have a chance of a shot and then to lay, lay it in for Ehring, who was better placed, that tells me that he's thoroughly a team player. He, he might be frustrated and fed up with his situation. Um, we know that he had a bit of a blue with Lee Plomlett saying he was fed up and um we saw him briefly after the game and he was heading to his car and he just looked totally fed up but um, back in the team and scoring um i think darren will all that be forgotten if he starts playing and has a run in the team i i think it's good that he's annoyed
4: because that shows that he wants to play and he's got like you know um the confidence in his ability to kind of, he knows what he can do when he gets on the pitch. I thought, like Lee said, I thought he worked his absolute box off on uh, whatever day it was. I don't don't even know what day it is myself, to be honest with (laughs) you. the (laughs) the grooms, I thought he worked really, really hard. um, Yesterday (laughs) Yeah, yesterday? Honestly, no idea. Um, And I think he, like with the psychology side, I think that's a good sign that he was, you know, he didn't like sulk, he didn't like um he didn't look lethargic, he, he worked his socks up. And what I think I, I play him up front every day of the week because I think he's clever. I don't think he gives you that as as we've said, you know, that all action Freddie Draper type style. But that little cute little um balling for earring, I don't think any of their other strikers play that ball probably bar draper. No. Jamil Matt's not making that pass. I don't think DJT is either or anyone else. He's he's clever enough to make those little sorts of passes, so yeah. um, I I think it's great if we can get him firing. And I should also point out, I think, I think he's our third or five, fourth highest top scorer. And I think I think with that goal um, on yesterday, <laughs> I think he's probably second or third. Um, in goals per minute in the squad as oh, well. oh yes he is I think he is well up there I've looked at that yep. before. Yeah so he, before. he plays his course so um I would have him up there
2: with um a draper
4: replacement um if, if he goes. So yeah.
2: Got... Um against Southampton, DJT and DJ, um high energy young sprinter alongside him is not a, perhaps yeah, uh, it sort, of, sort of worked in it, it like um a bad thing. I think um, their back four was –
4: I should just finally say, I think their back four was – Luke Waterfall was, like, running in treacle. So, I think uh, if you listen to their commentary, they were, like, quite scathing of him being, like,
2: the slowest player they've ever seen. So um, yeah, yeah, I think it wasn't a great game for them, but Warsaw were clinical, and that's that's all we want us to be. Um, I'll come to Jack for the next question. Um, you'll see a comment there, Bill Faraday. Um, Earring coming on has been good, but where does Sturt come in when he's back to take, does he take Com spot? So um I'm gonna widen that question to you. Everybody fit. Um who plays in the Warsaw midfield, Jack? Uh
3: the midfield is Stirk, um Hutchinson
2: and Tierney. Stuck, hurt Stirk, Hutch, and Tierney. Yeah. For those middle three. Ah, interesting. Um Everybody agree with that? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Now, now, as we know, opinions vary, so there's no incorrect answer. Um, Phil, what do you think? What's our best where do you think our best three is? Well, I think I think addressing the question, I think it
1: is an interesting question about what does happen when Stirke is fit. Um, for me, it's Stirk or Conley, not both, playing in yeah. that. Deeper role, um, and the way the way he's playing recently, the way he's playing at the moment, I'd stick with Comley. I know Sturk's been good for us. I've got no problem with Sturk at all. I think he's had a good season, but going on form, um, I would stick with Comley, and I would play him or Sturk, not both. So yeah. I think as things are, I'd, I'd stick with Comley, Earing, and Hutchinson, and then you've got Tierney that can come on and do kind of Earing or Hutchinson's role if either of them need a need a blow or a break or if them, yeah. if either of them are out. But for me, um, like you, you you mentioned earlier, the, the Comley-Kinsella thing from last season, I think it's a similar kind of thing with Sturk and Comley. I think it's one or the other. But for me, at the moment, I'd go comley um, earring hutchinson
2: I think it's uh, Sturk is definitely a CDM. He doesn't look so comfortable further forward, does he?
3: No,
2: I don't think.
5: Um, Lee next. Who's our best three? Um, I'm taking this as McKenty's a centre back and not no, 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 no. This, <laughs>
2: this is open, this is open. You yeah, yeah.
5: I'm, I'm gonna have McKenty as one of the back three. I know Dave's done really well, but I think when McKenty's fully fit, I think he a- takes Dave's place. Um, yeah. and because we played sort of the three five two, I would want commonly at the moment over Sturk only because I think Cromley can cover that centre-back better than Sturt can. I I know he can get back and he can tackle, but I just think Cromley's a little bit better in that position, which then means, like, the back three between them have got a bit more confidence to get forward, like Daniels and McKenty can. And then I think, in front of um, Comley, I would go, at the moment, I would go with Hutchinson, and I would probably go with Tini when he's fully fit. But I would have Earing definitely on the bench and he'd be one of my first changes. Because um. I think I think if we come on to it a bit later on, I think that's probably an area where Matt Sadler can improve when we we're up, when he's got a fully fit squad is like that squad of changing it after sort of 70, 75 minutes when it needs to be changed. Yeah.
2: Um, Darren, your thoughts? Yeah, same as
4: Phil. Um, commas. Um, Earing and Hutchinson. I think Earing makes Hutchinson play better, and Hutchinson makes Earing play better. And um, I, just as just a small fact, um, Jack Earing's output now is better than Tierney's, who's played considerably more this season. Yeah, he scored and assisted twice, and I think Tierney hasn't scored in the league. No,
2: nah, he had that one goal. didn't he that was in the cup, wasn't he? Yeah. Against she- against
4: yeah, Sheppey. Yeah, think goal. Earing's, a, I, I think Earing's a better player personally. Um, Tierney's a nice change. I think we've missed that on the bench, right? Because we've had Taylor Allen having to come on. I know he scored against Wrexham, but I think long term, I wouldn't be so confident in having Allen as our first change as a as a midfielder. But Tierney and it's a squad game these days, right? So some games it might suit Tierney a little bit more. We've got to rest Earing as well, right? Because you know we can't play him every week if he's just come back from an ACL injury. No. So, yeah, it's
2: a breakdown yeah. if we put too many minutes into him, isn't
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I think T&E would be above Allen for sure, but I think, again, I think as Lee mentioned quite rightly, um, that's what we should improve in this January window, that first or second change in those yeah. two eights, because uh, I'll repeat myself later, M- McKenty's not a midfielder. Yeah.
2: Uh, McKenty, not a midfielder. He's been one of our best midfielders. no. <laughs> um, Smith can change the pace. We're going better than ever. We've touched on that, haven't we? I'm just catching up on these messages. Evo always seems to slow things down. Yeah, that that was a big criticism of him, wasn't he? Yeah,
1: I think I think that's the bit the the biggest flaw in his game. The thing that he needs to improve more is his distribution and the speed of his distribution. Um, yeah. no, I think Evans is a is a good goalkeeper uh, in lots of other lots of other ways, but um, no, I think I think Jackson Smith is um, is earned his place definitely
2: yeah keep him in there it's good now we've got options I think Lee's just very briefly mentioned on Matt Sadler um, has he? Has his mindset changed since Ben Boycott's visit I think it has uh, as Ben Boycott said to him I've told all the fans we're going to have attacking front foot football what are you doing <laughs> what the hell are you doing
5: so, uh, well, I think that... oh, sorry, Simon. I was just going to say, sort of the last, I would say the last four games I've been to, we've seemed to have got the ball forward quicker and with more, not just quicker, but with purpose. We're not just hitting it long and hoping. There's more yeah. passing, getting out wide. I think Gordon and Knowles have really pushed further, probably an extra 10 yards forward. And then you've got like Daniels and, McKenzie or Dave also pushing more into midfield I think yeah. somebody put up um, a Daniels heat map of one of the games and it just showed you how far he was getting forward on the left-hand side to support in with um, Gordon and I think yeah. that's where, earlier on when we said with Conley sitting back and sort of screening there with um, Priestley that's been able to do that and I think that's something that's definitely changed in the last three or four games where if you go back sort of four or five weeks to sort of we weren't really playing a three-five-two. 5 was It was more of a five, wasn't it? And then yeah. sort of the midfield, we were on top of them. And then you had like sort of Freddie Draper up front on his own and he had nobody within sort of 10, 15 yards of him. But now when we're playing and especially yesterday in the last few games, you have a look how many bodies we're getting into the box or around the box that's the difference sort of we get a corner or a throw in it's not just one or two players that are into the box there's like three or four and there's a couple hanging on the end of the box so as soon as we get the ball back and we we recycle it we're keeping that pressure on so teams aren't getting out easier and relieving the pressure we're keeping the pressure on teams more and then they're making a mistake and that's where we're getting our uh, sort of chances from it's sort of a reverse of what teams were doing to us earlier in the season.
2: Well, previously, um, previously we'd get a goal and then we'd think, Oh, we got to be careful we don't concede, so we'd all go defensive. And Wrexham, which let's face it, are the best team in the league, and um, we were still going at them at, at 2 1 up, Well, we? were still attacking them, and Grimsby, we were still attacking them in the last minute, hence the uh hence the sixth goal and that's definitely a mindset change or a, an instructional change uh, that Matt Sadler has implemented and as far as I think as Lee's quite rightly said Draper previously was on his own up front and <laughs> allowing for and all that business um yeah.
4: What we, I think, the problem was that it was just too negative. And even against Alfreton, we were playing like I forget, I can't even tell. Like McKenzie, sturt Comley, three centre yeah, half. All
2: defensive players.
4: It was all, it was all. It was so defensive. It's untrue. And I, I honestly, I genuinely believe he must have had a word because he didn't, he didn't even look happy at that Alfreton game at home. I think there was a picture taken of him. I saw somewhere, and he, he you know, even though we were winning and it was terrible,
2: he didn't look happy. Um, uh chair, chair what, I wanna, what i want to what i want to just follow on from with that freddie draper was on his own up front now we've got the attacking mentality freddie draper has got so much more support up there so you switch him for dj that's what dj wants and that's fits to dj's game and that's perfect DJ will get goals when there's that much activity going around him. You give him space, you get a ball to him in that area, he's going to score. If you ask him to control a ball that's coming from the centre half in the sky, he's, he's very rarely going to do any good with that. But keeping it down on the floor, getting it in, plenty of attacking players around him. Um DJ if, is the DJ's game. There's three other strikers who can do that. Yeah. Oh. And um, DJT DJT What a What a breath of fresh air He was <laughs> Hey, He was a breath of fresh air Wasn't he He's Loving played last three times You are He's played well
3: in his last three games
2: Yeah that's it When he came on He did alright didn't he
3: Yeah he did he, Against Wrexham I remember him against um I think it was Harrogate When we lost 1-0 um, He played really well then as well Uh so he's not as everyone says that he's rubbish yeah rubbish people just he's not d j so people just tend to moan <laughs> the th-
2: the thing is I think breaking through as a young lad is hard um we've seen marvelous marvelous uh Marv on a Borough-Canlon has been released and he's not a bad player but it it's just not getting through and um we see that uh, Harvey Griffiths as well has uh, gone back. He only had that one appearance, didn't he? Harvey Griffiths, he came on in the JPT and didn't look interested. For me, I was uh, I was very disappointed with him.
4: Um, can, I, can I just say, Simon, just on that men, like mentality thing, just quick, just before you finish, that's why I, I made my little wry comment about McKen- McKinty or McKentu, however we want to pronounce. Mac, Mac T. Matthew. 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 So we're, we were playing three centre halves and a centre half as a number eight, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. He's not a number eight. Same reason, Kinsella was never a number eight, and it's the same issue. It's so negative. It's unbelievable. So he chipped him with a goal against Tranmere. Was it Tranmere when he scored from centre half in the same yeah. sort of way as he'd come before? So I think having Earing or Tierney or Hutchinson as those eights with calmly behind. It just means that we're so much like more progressive and we'll play through the thirds a lot more. And that's why I was always against Kinsella playing in that role, because he was never a number eight in a billion years. And the same way McKinty he's never a number eight in a million years as well. Yeah, so I, I think that positivity going ahead. forward has been key to the
3: change. I
2: don't
3: think we'll see. I don't think we'll see in the midfield for the rest of the season. Um because apparently he's out for three months and sadly says so touch and go whether he'll appear for yeah. the rest of the season. Yeah, he's, yeah, quality, he's, a,
2: he's a quality centre-half. In my luckily we've
3: got David, so...
2: Yeah, David can as long as he doesn't uh, disappear. Um, word is that Freddie will play um, against Southampton at the weekend and then they'll recall him. Um, if he's fit. I think it was just tiredness, I think. Um, um- yeah, I think, can I just jump in on that one, Simon? So, mean, I
1: think, it, yeah, I, think I think. yeah, it was tightness, but I, I, I do think he's been overused. Um, I think there's been several games this season where he's looked absolutely out on his feet in the last 15, 20 minutes of the game and he hasn't been taken off. Um, and I think that's probably caught up with him. And, that, and you know, we, we've, we've talked about Sadler's use of substitutions, which I still don't think is great. Um, and I think him in particular, uh, as a young striker who... Let's face it gets through a hell of a lot of work in in the games. Yeah. I mean he really does he really does run himself into the ground at every game. Um, and he's had Danny Johnson on the bench and not bought him on several times. so I think that's a that's a substitution that should have been made a lot more often. Um, so I think you know Matt Sadler was talking after the Grimsby game um, about how it was I think he just said it was just fatigue for Freddie. it was just the number of games that he's playing. Yeah. and there was a little bit of me that was thinking, well, yeah. It probably is, but I think you could have managed his workload a bit better. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. I think Lee's mentioned that um, on many times. Really, the Matt Sadler is not very smart with his management of players on the pitch. You can see players are actually exhausted, can't you, Lee? And he's just leaving yeah. them on I, I
5: can, I can get it to a certain extent, Simon, because if you win in a game two-one and you're the manager and you make like two or three subs because a couple of your players are are tired and then you concede the goal, you'll get jumped on because people say, well, why you made the change? But then the flip side to that is, like Phil just said, if you leave your players on too long and they're getting fatigued and they make a mistake and they concede the goal anyway, it's going to happen. And more to the point, they get injured. And I think part of McKenty's injury was against Wrexham, Tom Knowles was getting a little bit fatigued and McKenty was trying to cover his right back position more and he went in for that sliding tackle, and that's where he's done his injury. Now, yeah. I'm not I'm not saying if Sadler made a change there and took Knowles off and bought like Joe Fawkes on for like that last 10-15 minutes, McKenzie still might have got that injury. But I think there's there's certain situations where Matt Sadler could have helped the team out a bit more. Yeah. And like I think Tom Knowles, especially in the last couple of games, again. Yesterday at Grimsby, I think in the last sort of 10, 15 minutes, he's running his heart out and he's giving his all because that's the sort of player he is, Tom Knowles. But I'm, I'm looking at Sadler and I'm thinking, you've got Joe Fawkes, surely, especially when we're 5-1 up, last 10, 15 minutes, surely you could take Tom Knowles off to give him a bit of a break and bring Joe Fawkes on for that last 10, 15 minutes. That's yeah. that's that's my like little bugbear I've got with Sadler at the moment. And I get it, sort of, if it's a close game, if you make the change and it goes wrong, you're going to get crucified. But like yesterday, we're 5-1 up and we're cruising, surely Joe Fox is good enough to come off for the last 10 minutes and give Tom Knowles more of a break. That's just my opinion. But I think that it's happened a few times now. I think it's something for the rest of the season, especially as we get towards the business end of the, the season, is something he's going to have to sort of look at a little bit more. Because obviously, yeah. you think if Tom Knowles gets injured now, what, what happens who, well, who, who drops yeah, into that? Who drops into that position? Because I think Tom Knowles, let alone I think again, his final ball is not the best. I think he has really improved in that position, and you can see he's getting better. The defensive side is getting better. He's got the energy to get forward, and he, he can get a good ball in. But if he was to get injured. What, what system would we play then? Would we still stick with the 3-5-2 or would he be forced to go back to a 4 at the back? It's one of them. If he gets injured at the moment... That's part, we'll...
2: of, the, that's part of the January um, replacements, isn't it, and uh, right wing-backs. A good right wing-back might take um, Tommy Knowles out of the team. Um, Tommy Knowles is a really good outlet for us, even though yeah, he, he, he hasn't is. had many assists and uh, hasn't scored... He's only scored the 1 and 2 assists, I think, but... Um, but he is a good outlet for us and um, he's running at the end of the game yesterday to sort of get us back up the pitch and that sort of thing. That was massive and super fitness from uh, from his perspective. And we'd be struggling um, to replace that energy. Um, I think Joe Foulkes is not the player who would be able to do that. Um, he's more of a
5: right back, isn't he? Oh yeah, Simon. But again, like yesterday, the last sort of 50, ten, fifteen minutes of that game, we're cruising at five one. Well, he yeah. could have easily come on and gave Knowles a more of a break. I mean, you yeah. think it, in the last couple of minutes, if Knowles going for a run, tweaks an hamstring or something, and, and then he's out for the rest of the season. Well, he's going to
2: be a good outlet against uh, Southampton, perhaps. Because uh, nobody, nobody likes pace, do they? But I think that, no. the Campton players will be probably all quicker than him, perhaps. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, is anyone worried about losing players in the summer, as there is a few out of contract? Um, that sort of takes us on to really where we need to strengthen in uh, January. What positions? I think we've all started off. We've got um, a right wing back um in Tom Knowles that um is we're very exposed there, I think, if he were to have an injury. Who would you want and, uh, you? Pardon? put Who would you want as a wing back? Uh well I think we'll talk about who at um at a different juncture I think. We just think positions at the minute. Um with um I've got Cameron Norman in my head, sorry. <laughs> 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 um what other positions do you think are critical? Because certain injuries, like, for example, if the Priest got injured again, that would, so uh, what could really mess us up for the rest of the season if we don't get adequate covering? So, which players do we need to cover?
5: Well, saying that outside, I think it's going to depend over the next week, maybe two weeks, who goes out, firstly. Because you just said if Priestley gets injured, but at the moment, we've got Williams and we've got Mayonnaise. So, yeah. if if them two are good enough, and Matt Sally thinks they're good enough, then they stay, and that that's your cover. I know I, think, I, I know. I don't think I, either of those. I don't think
2: either of those are good enough cover. But, where
5: we but, are. Well, if they're not if they're not good enough cover, then they need to go out, then don't they? Either yeah. on loan or you need to sell them, and yeah, and don't I just think, have them just don't have them clogging up the system. Right. Harry,
2: Williams, Harry Williams wasn't expecting to be playing games this season. He was expecting to be sort of being built for the occasional substitute appearance.
5: But I think, um, I, think this, I think this is where you've got to be a little bit careful, though, Simon, because if you bring a centre-back on loan, another young centre-back on loan, I know Dave's done really well, but you could end up with somebody who you think is going to be better than Mayonnaise and Williams, but they turn out to be worse, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's, it's, it's recruiting if you go out and get if you go out and get an experienced centre back like Priestley and Daniels, uh, they're same quality, then great. But at this time of season, yeah, it's it's the availability and it's the cost because yeah. all the good players generally aren't available because they're either already at clubs that are going for promotion or it's, it's clubs where they're trying to offload players because they're not very good. So you have to be a little bit careful of who you bring you. I mean, at the moment, on the centre back position, I know with McKenty being out probably for the rest of the season, we may look a bit weaker on there. But my preference would be right back, right well right wing back, and then depending on what's happening with Drake Bay, if Lincoln are definitely having him back, and we're down to three strikers, we're definitely going to need a another striker in. And then for whatever reason, if Matt Salter is not going to play DJ fully and just have him as a bit part, you may even need to have. Another striker coming, in. So I think a right wing back, a striker, and possibly another striker is a priority to start how off with.
2: About, um, how about uh, left wing back? Liam Gordon's been fairly consistent. Um, and don't misunderstand me. I think he's ace. But, I mean, one goal and two assists, and uh, he's hardly missed a game. So um, does he I mean- need more competition?
4: I think both wing backs are the same, right? They, they they were absolutely brilliant work work ethic and stuff, but their output is quite minimal, I would say. Yeah. I agree with the right wing back. I think Gordon's better than Knowles, personally, but I think he does... Taylor Allen's just, just... I mean, we've got to be careful with how many players we have in the squad, right? But, like, I think Taylor Allen's probably is understood, even though uh, <laughs> I wince at that. But I think realistically I think the money has to be repurposed more um right wing backs so I think we all agree on that um yeah. as well as a striker and I, I think another number eight personally no Griffiths has gone as well.
2: Yeah. I, I don't know we've got quite a few there haven't we? Ram is Ram gonna get a game or is uh
4: again because I don't think Sad trusts him to play week in week out or come on much personally.
2: Because he's, uh, he's 19 now. He's just had a birthday. Um, he needs games, doesn't he? He's either going to be giving yeah. him regular minutes or he going to send him out on loan. Soliol.
3: That's the best place for him.
2: Soliol Moors, Yeah, that's...
3: um, Or okay, Kidderminster. Just anywhere in the National League.
4: Yeah. Can he not play for a third team, though, if he's played for two already? Or does that not apply to the National League? I, I genuinely don't know.
5: I think three in the season I, I think it is but i think that's only if it's Efl i oh, think because yeah, no. it's national i think because it's national league i think you can get away with it because um i think down in the national league and especially like national league north and south that can sort of sign players all the way through the season until about march isn't it yeah so there's, there's no window there
2: is there yeah, I think the rule for the AFL is you can sign for 3 but you can only play for 2 in a season because we had that with that uh, like Norian guy didn't we? striker, didn't we. There's also um, drug,
4: drug heater as well.
2: It's say again drug eater as well. Yeah. Good go drug there. After Evan Weir has been signed um he's a developing center half or left back. So he's somebody that's, uh, again, ready for next season. So that's good. Um, I'm going to go to Phil for this next one. Where's this question gone? Tough one. Do you think Sadler is the man to get us out of this league? Phil. God. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) You're looking a bit casual there. I thought I'd throw that one in.
1: No, no. uh, I I don't know. I'm still still not completely sold on him, if I'm being honest. Um, I think... Obviously, we're in a good run at the moment, but, um, you know, five five wins out of six doesn't define a season. A season is over 46 games and we've still only won one more game than we've lost this season. We've won 10 and lost nine. We've had periods of the season where we've, or games where we've looked decent. We've had other periods where um, we haven't. Um, so I'm still not completely sold on him, but certainly um, that's not, by any means, me saying Sadler out, not by any, not by any means. Um, yeah. um, you certainly can't, you know, ditch the bloke with with the current the current state of affairs. Um, to me, to me, this, I mean, you've just been talking about January. To me, this, this is this is this is this is crunch time for me. I think for Sadler and for this season, we made a right mess of January last season. Let's be honest we we're in a we we're in a very very similar position, almost exactly the same position as we were in last season as we we're in this season and we left january last season with a worse squad than we went in with and we can't afford to make the same mistake again Traveller said um uh, when they made that statement when you know when when it looked as though Sadler was potentially a couple of games away from the sack um Traveller made a statement saying that funds would be available to strengthen in january um and i don't think we can afford to pussyfoot around i think they need to make it they need to make it a statement and bring in a couple of three Good players, not just bits and pieces lone players. We do, we've done this too often in the past. where We've looked at our squad and we've gone, "Oh, well, we've got we've got that player in that position who's okay and they can do a job there." We've got this player in that position who's not bad and they can do a job there. No, let's let's start thinking more positive. Let's start bringing in players that are going to make a difference. And I agree. Um, we definitely, I think, we one hundred percent need another striker because Jamil Matt's getting older and he's having more seems to be having more and more. Spell's out injured. Um, We've got
3: sorry. Ote coming back as well. You what? Sorry, mate? We've got Ote coming back as well.
1: Yes, there is Ote to come back in. But I I, I think particularly if, if we... This is me going on the assumption that we won't have Freddie Draper, then I think we definitely need to bring a striker in. Yeah, um, yeah I think I agree with, with Darren. We need another midfielder in. Um, and also, uh, yeah, I agree with everything that was said about, about the wing-back positions. Um, but Sadler... Yeah, let's back him properly. Let's give him the opportunity to bring in some players who can who can make a real difference. Um, the one thing for me, for for Sadler now moving forward, is learning from learning from mistakes, if you like, or learning from things that have gone wrong in the first part of the season. Um, we've just we've just been talking earlier about um certain players who we would play, what our combinations would be, particularly in midfield. My opinion is, is that. He's kind of stumbled on this combination in midfield because certain players have been out injured. I don't, <laughs> yeah. think, I don't think for one minute that the midfield would have been calmly um, Hutchinson and Earing if Ryan Sturk and Oshin McKenzie had been fit. But yeah. now that now that they've come in and shown that they're, in my opinion, um, doing a, doing a good job and, and arguably the best three in those positions, stick with them. Don't put don't put Mackenzie back in midfield. Keep him as a centre half. So if he, if, he, if he can if he can start to learn from some of these mistakes and, and put right things that were that were going wrong, in my opinion, going wrong early on in the season, then there's no reason why he can't take the team forward.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, interesting comment here. Um, I like uh, Anthony's comment here. If ain't broke, don't try to fix it. Um, challenging comment from uh, the January Stars. What's this nonsense about choosing the best midfield
0: it depends on the opposition. Picture the scene. All of your mates are around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com.
2: Do you think we should change our opposition? Just change our team? No. Attitude? We, should,
3: we did it against Sutton, didn't work, got back to 4-0, worst away day I've ever had. We should, we
4: should be imposing ourselves on other teams, not the other way around. And I'm yeah, sick, sick of it for the last five, ten years. Yeah. The only time we've imposed on other teams was the, the Dean Smith-Neely season, and since then it's been terrible.
3: Sadler, after the Sutton game, when he tried to match up and go as physically to them as they did to us, hasn't tried to do that since. And... We've we've haven't lost by more than a goal apart from Barrow.
2: That's the only game we've
3: lost by more than one goal.
2: No, uh, that's a that's a good point. That's a good point. I think at this level, if you try to contain teams, you get spanked. Yeah, you get punished. You've got to attack. It, it's about attack. In this league, you got to be you got to be solid at the back, not give any daft goals away, and attack teams. And the energy that we are giving... At the moment, um, is perfect, and uh, as Anthony's saying, there, as long as they're performing well and they're fit, um, just a bit of rotation, as Lee's pointed out earlier, using the bench because we've now got some players on the bench that can uh, keep things fresh. But, um, I think that's that's a tough one, I think.
5: Well, well um, the thing is, Simon, as well like now, after Saturday, we've got 21 league games left. We probably need 12, 13 wins out of them, 21 to be in and around the top seven places. So, yeah. in that, you've got to be positive, sit back and just hope to get results. Yeah. We've got we've got a squad where we should be able to go out and make the results. And, and if we have a good go and we fall short, we fall short, but sort of go out and have a go. Don't think what if, when we get to the end of the season, if we can get to the sort of the game 40, game 41, and we're in with a chance, I think we'll 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 make it because, A, nobody will want to come to the best Bescott, because let's face it, when that place is rocking, it's rocking, isn't it? I think Rex yeah, and yeah. have seen that. So you think, if we've got a chance of finishing in the top seven, and there's three or four games left, and there's a couple left at the Bescott, it's going to be horrible for whoever has to come, right? Mm-hmm. And then us going away, You've seen all season how many fans we take, even when we've had a poor patch. You imagine sort of last game of the season going to Wimbledon. If we've got to go to Wimbledon to get a win, to get into the playoffs, and Wimbledon need a win to get into the playoffs, it's going to be one hell of a match. It's going to be we'll a 7 We're we'll probably more supporters there, wouldn't they? It, it'll be absolute rocking. But that's what I mean. I think we've, to a certain extent, Matt Sallis got a bit of a free hit the second part of the season because. Yeah. We're, we're probably going to end up finishing higher than what we have done in the last four or five anyway yeah. on points and, yeah. and a position. Just get into that mentality and just keep going and try and get as many wins as we can. Like I said, I think if we need if we get 12, 13 out of the last 21 games, we'll be there or thereabouts. Mm. So let's, uh, let's go and do it. I know a lot of people say, well, this season's been a, about stabilisation and building and everything. If you've got a chance to get in there, get in there, take it, because you never know what's going to happen next season. And and then once we're in there, we can enjoy it. Just go out, and I think some of the players are starting to play with a bit more freedom. You can see, like, sort of, they're not got so much weight on the shoulders. They're playing with a smile on the face, and they're enjoying it. Just let's just keep doing it and keep grinding out the results, and let's see what happens in the next five, six league games.
2: That momentum is massive, isn't it? Momentum. That's. Uh... The, it's the, the mentality, isn't it? Which you've got a positive winning mindset, it takes you along a lot of the way there. Um, who or what kind of player do you think makes this current team better with the transfer window open? So what kind of player would make us better?
1: Good players.
2: Right, mate. Uh, the Hutton the, um, from Swindon.
3: Who's this? Uh, Hutton from Swindon, their wing back. Not oh, really yeah! I'd have much, much delight in doing over Michael Flynn, uh, but also it would be great uh, to get a wing-back who apparently is one of the best crossers in the league. So.
2: Well, if, if you've got somebody who can... I'll take, in, I'll take peanuts. If we... Um, with the right wing-back we've identified, if we get a right wing-back in who creates goals and assists... Then that makes the team so much better because our wing backs aren't creating, aren't creating enough goals. So um, that's one hundred percent the, uh, that's one hundred percent the one really for me. Um, Aramidiotti, he's uh, probably about three or four weeks away from the uh, first team. He's, I think, I don't think he'd be a starter, but I think he's a good player to bring on if you need a goal last twenty minutes sort
5: of help uh, help maintain things. Again, again, so I mean, when it's fully fit, it'll be the pace, the energy he's got, because you think sort of the way we're playing at the moment, Sort of like you just said, the last 15, 20 minutes, if Matt Sadler uses him properly, he can come on to finish teams off. Or if we're struggling and we we may be drawing or we may even be losing a game, he could be one of them who comes on that last 15, 20 minutes to help us get something out of the game or even convert that draw into a win. I think, sort of towards the end of January, I think hopefully when most of the players are, are back, Matt Sadler will have a good sort of squad, sort of 18 match. Match day squad to use, and hopefully, he uses it to his full advantage to get us as many points as we can get.
2: Yeah, I think perhaps. Um, could Ar- Aramidi play left wing back, or is that probably not the answer? You could play right wing back, right footy. I thought it was left <laughs> right, footed he probably plays on the left.
5: Um, well, uh, earlier in the earlier in the season that he did sort of put him at left wing back, didn't he, for a yeah, half a game? And he got he got absolutely slaughtered, didn't he? Yeah.
2: Yeah. So maybe he's I suppose he's the option if you want to go 4 4 2 at any point. So it he, is yeah. a player you can bring on to change it as well.
5: And I think I think that might be um the next sort of stage in Matt Sadler's sort of evolution, sort of when we get towards the end of January and if we keep this run going and we're in with a shout, there might be the odd game where the three-five-two is okay for sort of 65-70 minutes but that last 15-20 minutes he may need to have a bit of a gamble and just change it, Simon. I mean you yeah. sort of saw it last season with Stevenage. Who they sort of sat at their store but they weren't scared to change it and throw three subs on in the last 10 minutes. Uh, they, did us, they
2: did us, didn't they? It's yeah. making those changes
5: and the impact substitutions, isn't
2: it?
5: Yeah. But also that, also, be, also being having that tweaking your, your formation. I know the three five two's done is great and hopefully it carries on, but there might come a game where for the last 10-15 minutes, he just needs to tweak it a little bit and and go with sort of three up front or even four up front if it's like the last five minutes, just to get something out of the game. That could be really the difference at That's the something. end of the season. So, maybe
2: the alternative option up front, um, one of the striker options, should be um, a big physical presence uh, with a lot of heading ability for our new right wing back to uh, pick the balls into, perhaps. Jamil Matt. We've already got him. Jamil Matt. Well, Jamil Matt is very good for holding the ball up, but he's. Well, not doesn't
3: good score? I'll <laughs>
2: put
3: oh, oh. oh, Jamil Matt all oh, in, no, no,
2: no, 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 no. I'm really pleased with Jamil Matt last few games. He has been excellent in fairness. I, the bloke I sit next to, Nicky,
3: he, 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 he used to go, oh, every time he'd come on. And um, I said, he's going to score today. This is against Tram, he's going to score today. And he stood up when he scored and he looked around and he went, who's
2: been booing Jamil Matt?
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think, I personally, I think that was terrible that people were booing him when he was coming on sub. Oh, not-
4: I think they were booing the decision, though, instead of DJ, not him personally. Yeah, but that's guess. just as ridiculous. Yeah, oh, no, but, yeah. But that's—I mean, when it's, again, we, when we're in the middle of a terrible down. run. I'm going to come down in a bit. Um, <laughs> I think that was in the middle of a. This is a, a young, a young little sad lad who's um, yeah. his opinion. Um, but yeah. So I, I personally think just, just, to, just, to, just on that question. Um, I think a a really good right wing back would transform us um, personally into a better side. And I think if you look at where Matt, um, DJT or whoever have been playing the last, like three, when we've had this good spell of, you know, more progressive football, they've not been playing as a number nine. They've been playing slightly withdrawn. So I I, I think a striker that's a little bit clever or a little bit, you know, like skillful that can link in with Hutchinson and, earring and get the ball out wide, I think would be really transformative as well. Yeah. Yes.
2: I think the, the rumour is that um we have a young striker coming in on loan to replace Freddie Draper. Um, I it's a bloke from Colchester. Think, pardon? Do you reckon it's that bloke from Colchester? Um I, I think it's likely to be somebody from uh, premier or championship. But um I don't have a name. So that's uh it's just a, a random uh, Random rumor, if you like. Um, Rob Holden saying Ram to drug eater or drawder, Sorry, could be no. a
5: shout. No, They they only play part time. They only train part time. He'll be training two days a week, and he'll be sat in his room the rest of the week. That that will not do many good at all, Simon, especially at his age, mate. Do
4: they play in the summer though? Perhaps so. Maybe he could go there. And get a few games whilst we in pre-season and like May to June
5: sort of or I don't know just guess. I think so I think so Darren I think I think for, for Ram I think he needs to go somewhere where he's going to be playing regularly but also training regularly so if you go somewhere where they're sort of part-time and it's further away obviously it's in a different country which for some some people say it'll be good for his growing up and everything but if he's only going to be training say two days a week or three days a week He's got a lot of time on his hands to be doing nothing where he probably doesn't really know anybody at the moment and all that. And I think it could be detrimental to his development. I think Soliol, or oh, there would be a lot better. I think especially be Soliol, because I, I, I think Soliol are full-time training and playing, aren't they? So I think yeah, they've been... Yeah, mm.
3: Well, could he not train two times a week with them then train three times
2: a week with us? Ryanair special to Dublin, 20 quid return. <laughs> <laughs> um, moving on. I think probably National League for Ram is probably, it's looking that way. I thought he was going to get into the team, and um, but it's looking not that at the moment. So I think if he's not going to get through into the team, National League uh, Lowen would be the right thing to do. Um, do you think we'll get offers for Hutchinson in January, if we haven't already? Um, and is this the challenge for Travella to uh, say no to the money and uh, hold on to your best players? I,
5: d- I don't think he'll be the only one that teams are looking at either, Simon. I think, obviously, Hutchinson's probably the most highly profile of other teams I'll be looking at. But I think there'll be teams looking at sort of Liam Gordon, sort of mm-hmm. Daniels, sort of... Um, sort of Looking at Daniels,
2: um, is, Daniels, is signed up, isn't he? He's signed up to 20, he's signed up for next season. Well, he, he is signed up for next
5: he's season, not, he signed up, Simon, but it doesn't mean that clubs can't come in and make a, a bid for him. And then it's like you just said, it depends on how strong Cavella are, and I suppose yeah. it depends on, on the bid because sometimes money talks, doesn't it? If there's enough yeah. money on the table, sometimes you've got to take the offer. If you can use that money to go and get a replacement, ideally, the the ideal situation is we don't lose anybody whatsoever in the summer and we add quality, like Phil's already said, to make us better. But obviously, if someone comes in with, with a ridiculous amount of money, you've got to, I suppose, Travella have got to have a look at it at a certain degree, haven't they, to see what it's, what's involved in it? It depends where it, where it fits
2: within the plan, I think. I don't think Travella are uh, looking for um, a little mini win from... Uh, I, I don't think I don't think
5: we're I don't think we're in the position. Obviously, with Adebayo, where we have to cash in on a player, I yeah. think Travella can easily turn down offers and say no, and then
3: a million quid. Get
5: well, that. yeah, that's that's what I mean, Jack. If, if somebody comes in with with a, an outstanding offer, then sometimes you've got to take it because you, then you've got to look and see what they can do with that money. But what I'm saying is, they don't have to sell anybody. They're not under any pressure. It's not like in years gone by where we're looking to offload a player because we need to pay the rent or to cover some cost, It's sort of it, the ball's more in our court where we can re- easily turn offers down. Or if you should think we could turn offers down, but obviously Jack Surrey said it. If someone comes in with a, an obscene offer, sometimes you've got to take it as well. I mean, yeah. Um,
2: it's, it's a difficult one. I think it is a money game, isn't it? Um, The way hutch is playing at the minute he is going to get attention and the offers are going to be coming in for him so 11 goals from midfield um with sort of like six seven assists and that sort of stuff it's it's massive isn't it it's massive so it's how strong they will be and um but as i say i think in my mind Travella, because the investment idea in my mind for them i could be wrong but i mean they want to take warsaw into League one, perhaps championship, and then it's a much bigger proposition where they'll get a proper feed, they'll probably get a proper return for their money. Um, six or seven hundred thousand for Hutch that they'll have to put off it back into the team is not really a return, so I think that's quite short term. Jack disagrees. Go on, Jack. No, as you know, I agree, it's not worth it. Now, I've got you, okay, yeah.
4: Um what I would say, though, Simon, I think I think a few of you have touched on it. This is the chance now for Tra- Travella to show that they're different to the old regime. Yeah. I think. yeah. Um, and whether that's refusing offers or getting players in now to really push us forward, because we always have a terrible January, don't we? So um, it would be honestly heartbreaking now if we, we, we get through January and we get into the same position as the last five years. It would be genuinely heartbreaking because well, I feel like... Uh, go on. So I feel like the last—that's the reason for this. I feel like the the last few results have—it's been like a parallel universe in terms of I wasn't expecting it. Um, genuinely, I don't think even the biggest Sadler supporters were expecting five out, wins out of six. Um, I, I think it's been a rift in the time-space continuum with we've experienced. Hey, uh, you steady on my language like that. It's a <laughs> and uh, and I, I think they've got a real chance now to like jolted me, so I'm I'm much happier than I was six weeks ago. But yeah.
5: So what what do you Darren? So what do you think come May when we get promoted? Then what do you think's uh, happen then?
4: Well, everyone would be happy. I, 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 if we get a Labour win in the next election, and then I I genuinely think we've got we've gone back to normal.
2: Um, <laughs> now politics on here. Now politics. Um, on our last fan chat, we pointed out and we we're optimistic, helping we get twelve points out of that set of fixtures, and we got fifteen. So uh that is, honestly
4: i i don't I, I genuinely didn't see this coming and i think a lot of people didn't, no I, didn't. I, oh
2: yeah okay well i think i think most people would have predicted crew and Wrexham beating us and matt sadly getting in the sack the fact that he's won both of them has um spoke volumes well, about yeah
4: simon it, what it's the, what's really like sort of Turn me, in a sense. It's not like we had a lucky one nil attritional win. We absolutely like the style of football. They couldn't deal with Daniels stepping into midfield or anything. And I was just watching it, looking at my dad, thinking, what is going on here? (laughs) Like, you compare that to Alfreton or Harrogate or Forest Green, it was like,
2: what is going on? Oh, yeah. Yesterday, it's just brilliant. Yeah, compare it to the Forest Green game. It was like... Again, that's Ben Boycott has got to have come in and said, This isn't the way I've told you to play. He's gone around and spoke to all the players attack them, attack, attack, attack. And that's what the Americans want to see. The Americans want to see goals, they want to see attacking football. Um, one nil wins are not going to please Americans because the Americans want to see the style of glamour and lots of goals. So, um that's one. Um, just answering a the question there. If we don't get a right wing back for whatever reason, can't OT fill in as right wing back? I think Lee answered that one. I think the answer is no. Um, next question. Um, oh, Anthony's, uh, Anthony's mentioning here, talking about the job Jackson Smith has done. We did mention it a little bit earlier. Um, Darren did, didn't he? Yeah. <clears throat> he's. Um, would I put Evans back in when he's fully fit? No, no. He's the one player I'd
3: possibly look at moving on if someone comes in with an offer. I agree.
2: Well, <clears throat> I think there's, there's always a chance that um, a player might have a, a a slight injury or a drop in form, but I think Jackson Smith is definitely uh, definitely going to uh, yeah. stay there. I I, I, I I keep. I
1: think you need to have two good. You need you need to have two competitive goalkeepers pushing each other for a place. Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't consider selling Evans, personally. I would
4: no. if it was that money. Like, if someone comes... Is it is it the end of his contract in the summer, perhaps? Yes. After, yes.
3: I think so. He was signed two years last year, wasn't he? Oh,
5: uh, was it? Mm, okay. I think so. But um, if Rex if Rex want to come and pay, like, a million pounds for him, I think we could say yes to that.
3: Especially if they're losing Conquo, which is apparently... a. A um a possibility.
4: What was his positioning like for that third goal? By the way, the oh, free kick. What was he doing? He sorry. sorry. Oh,
2: uh, I, I think is this is Hannah your missus or something, Jack? No, <laughs> oh, no, no. She's uh she's the friend of your missus. Oh, I got yeah. Oh, Hannah, Hannah from uh, BSL days. That's it. So, uh, Outy says he does prefer his right foot. Okay, so we're corrected on that. Um. Next question, is Hutchinson's contract up in the summer? No, no, no. next year. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, um, Fallen Maniac has sort of jumped in with
3: that. Uh, what is big is that all the players who are really important core players, we haven't got signed up
2: till the end of next year. How about Gordon? Is Gordon <laughs> a, a player we need to get signed up? Yeah. Yeah, 100%. I, I, think, he'll pro-
1: I think if we don't... Get promoted this season. I think he will be one player that will really struggle to keep hold of this summer. I know his contract's up, um, and well, I I assume, I hope they're trying to get him on a longer term contract, but obviously nothing's happened yet. Um, but I, I I think he'll be a, he'll be a player that will struggle to keep. I think if we don't get promoted this year, it depends where we finish.
2: Yes, yeah.
3: um, if, if we finish eighth on goal difference, then I reckon he'll stay. If we finish tenth, ten points off, he'll probably go
2: he's um uh, liam Gordon now he's 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 not that he's not the youngest of the players we've got um we want more from him don't we i think what what he does he does very well but mm. the crossing
3: is uh well don't forget he's um i know it wasn't a very good cross, but his cross yesterday
4: that won the penalty he still won a penalty yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, that miss it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that I think it's the reason he's not playing in League One, to be honest with you. I think if he could have an end product from that left wing back position, I think oh, could... some, yeah. some of his skill is
3: insane. If he yeah. if he could if he could cross consistently, he'd be still at Bolton.
1: I agree. Uh, I think I think as you touched on earlier, I think that's the issue with, with both wing backs. they both get they both get themselves into really good positions, both Knowles and Gordon. Their energy's great. They they actually a lot a lot of people's worry with Tom Knowles early on in the season was that defensively he might not be that great. And but obviously he'd give you more an attacking point of view. It's almost been the other way around. I think he's actually done well defensively as, as, as I think the defensive side of his game, particularly not county way where he kept uh, he kept their winger um absolutely in his pocket and I think he's done pretty well defensively. I think both of them, what they need to work on is the, is, is the final third. Um, I mean, I, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm someone who's given Tom Knowles a bit of a hammering in the past. Uh, I've been pretty critical of him. Um, and I, I do want to jump to his defence a little bit because I have been quite critical of him in previous fan chats and I have, um, you know, been a bit negative about him in some of the other the, the post-match interviews and stuff that I've done. I think what's benefited him this season is that he's actually had a consistent run of games in the same position, yeah. um, and uh, that was something that he never had last season, in particular. Um, and I think he is growing into the role. He does. He does give us. He does give us balance. He gives us energy. He gives us a bit of pace. He can run all day, um, and, and that's something that you need your wing backs to do. They've got to be able to get up and down the pitch all game, which both of them can do. Um, it is just that it is just that final that final delivery and that decision making in the final third which lets lets him down uh, on too many occasions. Um, but uh, as I say, he, he is I think he is the best option we've got for, for right wing back at the moment, certainly. Yeah. Um, and and as I say, I I don't want to I don't want to come across like I'm always hammering Tom Knowles because uh, you know I, I, there are there are attributes to his game that I like, but. I think we all know what the, the main thing is that he needs to improve on.
2: Yeah, I think Tom Knowles, we, we do sort of uh <clears throat> we do sort of criticize Tom Knowles, but I mean he's such a high energy player and everybody loves him for his energy, his quick feet, his pace. When he starts to deliver on the goals and the assists, um the clubs, clubs way above us are going to be coming for him because for that oh, pace and fitness
5: I I think I think he will in the second half Simon. I I think I think the sort of the pennies dropped with him as well. I think he's sort of looked at himself and he knows I think if you listen to some of the comments he's made in some of the interviews he knows he needs to do better in that final third. And I think the last couple of games I'm not saying it's been a big improvement in that final third, but yesterday at Grimsby some of the balls he was getting in we're a lot better. Yeah. And I think DJ, especially, with a Tom Knowles, getting them balls across the box, sort of penalty spot area, six-yard box, DJ's going to absolutely love it. And I think we'll see in the coming weeks, Tom Knowles and Liam Gordon will just get better and better. And they they will start getting them assists and, and they'll start getting the goals as well because I think they'll, they'll get the confidence and just... The freedom. I think you can see off the players that the sort of the weight's been lifted off the shoulders to a certain degree, and they're just coming out. They're enjoying it, and they're, they're just playing. And sometimes that's the best thing to do. It's just go for it and and see what happens.
2: As we as we started off earlier on, um, the priest and Comley are sort of putting a lot more protection there to give them a bit more freedom, and. uh that's a massive thing uh, in answer to the previous question um I think if we do get a good right wing back in I still think we should keep tom Knowles I think as he yep. said there's there's a player there I think and he's he's a good asset for the team um even if he did get displaced in the team having somebody like that to come on 15 20 minutes to go would similar to O.T., would be a, a massive massive benefit wouldn't it if you <coughs> six weeks ago when we were playing a back four and
3: Knowles was a winger, i just said, yeah, cash in and get a get proper wingers. In. But now he's playing wing back. Keep him.
2: Yeah. Um there was a suggestion to put him up front, but I don't think he's not a centre forward, is he? He
3: can run. If if the team's tired, whack him up front.
2: <laughs> is it well I suppose if um if we're looking for an outlet Then uh, perhaps the pacey player, but of course that's at the moment that's Douglas James Taylor because he's uh, got pace to burn and and he's a good finisher as well. Grow to the level of the Graden era. You're getting carried away there, Anthony. I think that's early (laughs) days. Early days for that. We we hope so. We hope so. We can only hope. We can only hope.
5: But I think on that. I think on that question though, Simon. I think yes, eventually they will because I think with Trevella, I think. They will make sure the standards are kept up and we'll keep moving forward. And and yes, there'll be the odd blip and the odd bump in the road road going forward. But I think they will invest. And over time, you'll see players getting better that stay with us. The ones that can't get better with us will be leaving and they'll be coming in replacements that are better to keep driving the standards up. And I think over the next sort of twelve, eighteen months we'll we'll start seeing it even more and you'll you'll see the development more and more. The big difference
2: for me I know we, we talked about it before um we've had many conversations on it where we felt Warsaw were better but the, the facts didn't support it. Well now the facts are starting to support it. But I think the biggest difference with Travella is we're hoping so anyway is that our players don't get pulled away so we can build a squad that goes from season to season because we know we've been through it so many times where any decent players we have get pulled away and we start in with like 15, 16 transfers of which only half of them can run. <clears throat> it's, we're going away from that and that's why the build is coming – whether it's this season or next season, um, we're heading in the right direction, I firmly believe. I
3: think, that's why, I think that's why we've got so many injury problems, because if you look back in the past when we had <clears throat> uh, players like Gary Liddle or you know Lee Tomlin, who came on for 15 minutes, we don't have the um, people sat behind the bench because we've focused
2: mainly on getting the right players in rather than quantity and the thing is we've got we've got some very energetic fit players like mike flynn um Labadie bringing him in um wilmot bringing him in they, they were just his mates it was just a mates club wasn't it he was
3: taylor signing
2: and Albury stayed because of uh, mike flynn because he was out of contract wasn't he signed him on again i'd let him go darren did you want to come in then sorry no. i <laughs> 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 No, no,
4: no. no, no. Um, I, I, just, I kind of went into like a, a a state of like shock when you mentioned Labadi. So I'm just uh, <laughs> like You want to
3: like fruit. Kick the door or something
2: Yeah I was just like Okay The classic The classic Labadie Was when he'd been out injured He came back He brought him on For a, like a stupid decision To bring him on When we were chasing a game And then he got sent off Didn't he Yeah, well, true. Like, I remember fruit. Two yellow cards it was it was Two, two no, yellow he's, cards he's, In 15 minutes Wasn't he? he's The
4: home yeah. game before Where he actually came on To make his return And it's he was good. like he, he got He got a booking Within about two minutes And you know club captain you expect a big you know round of applause and people are just laughing at him <laughs> <was
2: brilliant>. oh <laughs> we're not going to get Damn. liam bennett i'm just going to Liam bennett yeah liam bennett's league bennett. at the, at the mini man and will evans is that the guy for is it newport find it, is that the guy at newport that's scoring all the goals
3: will evans newport county 15 goals
2: yeah yeah we're not going in my way oh
3: uh, what was his name? The bloke from Colchester. I found his name. Uh, was it? What was his name? He was on loan from Luton. He's a striker. He's got
2: twelve goals. Oh, oh, maybe we try and get him. I don't know. Maybe he's the one we've already got. Um, Joe Taylor. Joe Taylor is that another one? I think on our um, at the end of the month we'll uh, at the end of next month we'll have to talk about how we think the transfer window has gone. And uh, whether we're happy with the business, that'll be sort of uh, the next challenge. I have to do a um, deadline next... day special. Pardon? I have to do a deadline day special. A deadline. That sounds like a good idea, doesn't it? We'd... We'll have to that's do it right just right. after that. We'll be here, We'll be falling asleep on the show if we uh, have a deadline. <laughs> Maybe the following day or the following weekend. Um, <clears throat> we have next four games. Um, Morecambe, that's been moved, hasn't it? So a uh, away to Stockport, at home to Accrington, at home to Sutton. Away to Stockport, that's gonna be a spicy one, isn't it? Three tough games. For different yeah. reasons.
5: Yeah. It is, but it is, but we shouldn't have any fear going to Stockport because we've done well at Stockport, haven't we? Over recent yeah. time. It's not it's not a difficult game. I think Stockport have had a bit of a sticky couple of last result, so they'll be up for it. We'll be up for it. It'll be a good game.
2: <laughs> I'm, I'm leaving that one. <laughs> That's 3-3-3-1 three, 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 just makes it look weird. Yeah, yeah. I think we've been playing 3-6-2, which you might wonder about the maths there, but Donovan Daniels has been playing centre-half and attacking midfield, hasn't he? <laughs> oh, I'm
3: and, um, Harry Maguire be.
2: official channel. Hi, Harry. Glad to have you with us. Uh, is DJ as good as most fans say, or is he a bit overrated? We well, scored 15 goals uh, in the first half of last season, so uh, and he scored 20 in 50 appearances. So. Yeah,
1: his, his, his record in League Two is he's a goal every other game striker. That's his record. So you, you can't argue with facts. Um he's a, League... that we
2: haven't been playing him. Yeah.
1: Sure. Well, in League Two, he is a goal every other game striker.
2: Now, I want to say uh, one thing. I, I can remember talking to uh, a late Orient fan, the Barber guy, uh, on my Warsaw Fan TV Insights, and he talked about DJ, and he said he's a half-season guy. He only plays good for half the season. Well, that's um, good good half the
3: season coming up.
2: Well, yeah. I was going to say, if he's good
5: for the second <laughs> half of the season, it could be just what we need. Just go, so, I mean, just going back to them games you just read out, the Accrington and Sutton game, yeah. Now, and even the Morkham game, that them three will be interesting because obviously Sutton was a disaster.
3: Yeah.
5: Jack, Jack was there, I was there. He was just that's
3: that's he, an overstatement.
5: It, <laughs> it was it was a disaster. Accrington, for whatever reason, we just didn't turn up at Accrington and Accrington sort of bullied us and, and everything. F- Phil Phil backed me up on that one. He just
0: yeah
5: and yeah. Morkham, Morcom, we should have got something out of that game, and they sort yeah. of yeah. We were really into, in that game and then sort of the last 15 minutes it sort of went off the rails. So them three games could be three really good games for us because if we could get, and I know it's, it's a bit hard to say get three wins, but if anything we can get out of them three games will be a bonus, especially the Sutton game because how they turned yeah. us over 4-0. Honest to God, no, at, the, at, no, at the moment, no, the way I mean, Sutton are playing... It'll be a different game. We
3: won't try and match up to them this time. Yeah, we'll exactly. play our own, play our own game. Uh,
1: uh, the, the other thing about the Sutton game as well is the big striker who got two against us, I believe. Is it Smith? Yeah. Smith striker, he he picked up his second straight red card of the season in the last game. So he's going to be suspended for that game.
3: That's oh, four isn't If you get two straight reds. It's what, Sorry,
1: mate? Four matches. Yeah, so he's out for four, possibly five games. But I did see that he's going to eat. So he'll be suspended for that game, which, uh, which oh, will obviously... Brighten my day, that's good news. <laughs> Takes <It> <laughs> that out of the equation. Um, yeah, and going back to Accrington. Um, it, I, I just thought it was interesting after the Accrington game that um, uh, Sadler kept talking about the conditions constantly in, in the post-match interview. but. I think Lee would agree. We did. We did look a little bit like an under-11s team. We didn't want to play because it was a bit cold and a bit wet against
5: Accrington. It was a pretty. Yeah, uh, it, it was. It was felt, and it was a bit weird because. Yeah. Um, I didn't realise how young the Accrington team was. They, they yeah. actually got a younger team than us. I think they had in their starting eleven. I think they had either five or six players that had come through their academy. Yeah. So most of them were sort of 18, 19 year olds, and they sort of bullied us, which was really like bizarre thinking real about experience it now manager isn't he the most experienced
3: manager left in the EFL yeah, yeah he is, he is. Yeah.
2: he's been and there we've
3: got what the youngest yeah. so yeah. kind of mm.
2: now but, there's but, the other one I would say is he left isn't he was the uh the owner's lad isn't he oh, no, that's is
3: he still John
1: Coleman uh, it's cold yeah, yeah the, the one you're thinking of is um the guy at Harrogate Weaver so
2: oh, that's the who's the Who's the chairman's son? Yeah, a, yeah. he's the longest serving
5: because his uh, his dad owns the club. <laughs> and, and, and obviously, with him, obviously with him being at home as well, having Sutton come to the best got and Accrington come to the best got, hopefully that'll um, work in our favour as well. So, sort of three games there that be interesting to see what we get. I think if we could get even, a, I would say if we get a draw at Stockport, that'll be a good. Draw yeah, under- and then 17. try and try and get two at least two wins out the other three games and maybe another draw. So maybe sort of eight, eight out of that, then four games would be really good and keep yeah. us up up there.
2: Yeah, I think seven, yeah, seven points from those three games would be uh, promotion form, wouldn't he? Um, I've got a comedy one. We always get a comedy one in. Any news on us signing that Dutch Dutch striker Hertz Van Rental? About that. It takes all kinds of dad jokes, doesn't it? That's it. Uh,
1: that's my mate Neil. He, he
2: throws that one out every, every, of so it. Every
1: transfer window, he throws that one
2: out. I think now is the time to sack the manager and appoint a big name down internationally. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, dear. I saw a rumour that we're going to be going after Lampard, which is very funny. Oh.
2: <laughs> that's it. Uh, Paul Bales is right there. Sadler's sticking to his system. Um. That's it. We've got to keep going, hasn't he? Is Sadler's yeah. sticking to his routine. He's not criticising players when we have a bad performance. Clean. So he's keeping everybody with him. We know a certain uh, Mike Flynn, who uh, was roasting his players during the game. Um, That sort of went on the Twitter round. That's... Uh... Oh, dear. Um, guys, you're talking about the sudden game. <laughs> we'll be playing the fourth round of the FA Cup that
5: day. Ah, <laughs> Good point. Good point. <laughs> Good
2: we point. That be. is, yeah. Definitely could be. Yeah, yeah, could be. Fair point. So, um, we we just don't want to be derailed, do we? We sort of uh, all happy, all happy yeah. and smiley. Yeah. I, mean, um, I just just going back just like very
1: quickly. I mean, I, I I did say like in a couple of fan chats ago that you know we're in a very similar we're in a very similar position this time last year um, with Michael Flynn, and I actually looked up the looked up the stats on it just to see whether it was. A, whether it was the case or whether it was just a figment of my memory. Um, So, obviously, at the moment, we've got 36 points from 25 games. This time last season, we had 36 points from 23 games. So, Um, we we actually had the same number of points from two fewer matches this time last season, Um, which is why I said earlier on, I'm cautiously optimistic about going into the second half of the season. We all know what happened in January, and we all know what subsequently happened with, with Flynn um so that's why i'm i'm not getting i'm 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 kind of a little bit like that anyway i don't get too over excited if we win i don't get too down in the dumps if we lose there's there's a there's a long way to go left in this season but my my my, my big thing is for this season is 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 we've got to make sure we do january properly we've got to yeah. keep what we've got we've got to resist offers if it's if it's a ridiculous offer for a player then yeah i can understand if we sell, but we've got to reinvest in proper players to, to take their places. And we've got to give, um, you know, we've got to give Matt Sadler a chance to bring in some some quality players that are going to add strength and depth to the squad. And if we do that, we're going to give ourselves half a chance this season. Um, if we do what we did last January, then I, I can only see a similar outcome. Perhaps not as dramatic as the fall off the cliff last season, but it's at my point.
2: The um, a friend of mine, Adam, uh, he's been a regular Warsaw fan for forever, really. Um, he always says you can judge Walsall on what they do in January. And um, that's exactly the same. And next time we meet on our next fan chat, we'll know um, what we've done for January. So that's going to be uh, an interesting one. Right then, I think we should uh, leave it there. Um, final comments from uh, Lee?
5: Well, hopefully, next time we have the fan chat, we'll be in the forefront of the FA Cup and we'll be in a playoff place. I'm liking the sound of that. Jack?
3: I'm not going to be optimistic. I only know <laughs> pain. <laughs>
4: oh, dear. Uh, right then, um, Darren, final word? Yeah, i I'd I just want to reiterate, I don't think we've probably talked enough about how, like, I think the job Matt Sadler has done to turn this. I genuinely can't believe he, how well he's turned it around. And for someone like myself, who was quite negative about him, I just wanted to reiterate that. Um, but we need a good January. So yeah. let's see what happens. It'd be very, 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 very Warsaw FC if we are now down in the dumps in the next one. So <laughs> hopefully, hopefully it goes well.
2: Well, fingers crossed we uh, keep the uh, keep the joy going. Final word from Phil before we finish.
1: Oh just no, just I think I've said all I want to say. Just really just happy new year to all of you and to all the Warsaw fans out there. I hope twenty twenty four is a is a good year, a good year for all of you. Um but with football and and in life generally.
2: So all the best everybody. That's and it. as much as as much as we're ent- enjoying things now, it is about the joy and the pain. So, and sometimes going through the pain. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes going through the pain sort of helps you enjoy the joy all the more. And life is like that. Life has its ups and downs, has some challenges, and it's how you respond and you fight and get through things. And um, good old Matt Sadler, he's, uh, he's gone through his dark days, and uh, he's seen the joy, and uh, we're enjoying it. Right then, thanks very much for watching, everybody. The joy and the pain continues, and the balance is uh, is finally being sort of redressed. Um, if anybody hasn't subscribed, join the journey. You can also join as a, a member now as well. And uh, if you want to send us some super thanks, that would also be appreciated. I do have another project, um, around my writing side of things. So anybody that likes reading and uh, likes to hear people's stories, I've got a a list of um, authors coming on to my new show. Um, It's called The Budding Author Podcast. So if you want to hear about writer's journeys, um, have a look at that. Right then. Thanks very much.
0: Cheers, everybody. Cheers. Bye. See ya. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery.